Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers at Performance Medicine. Five at five. Actually, it's 5.30, but every Tuesday evening we take five questions from people that are either patients or just have read some of the blogs or listened to my podcast, and we try to answer them. These are questions that I really don't have a lot of preparation for, so hopefully you'll get a good, direct, honest answer um, kind of off the cuff. But in any event, I hope you're having a great week. We have five questions here today. Um, question number one, this is a long one. I'm glad that you touched on intermittent fasting. I have been doing this rigor- religiously since the end of February. I typically stay on a 9 to 5 or 12 to 4 schedule that varies no more than 16-8 on rare days. I stick strictly to black coffee, unsweetened herbal tea, and water during fasting. My trouble is that I haven't had any positive changes. I've actually gained some weight and I'm still fatigued and have trouble getting up in the mornings. I still eat responsibly and stay close to the autoimmune diet each day. My thyroid tests have come back regular so i'm really not sure what to do next this has been discouraging okay this is a great question and it's actually a patient that i really like to see um first of all if you're on an autoimmune diet i'll need to know what kind of autoimmune condition that you have is your gut working right you know a lot of times if we don't balance that uh, microbiome in your gut nothing tends to work very well there's so many factors that come into play with fatigue and weight gain, which is mostly what I deal with every day, that um, you got to kind of dig into it a little bit. Now, uh, you know, I like the intermittent fasting, and when when they talk about a 19 to 5 or 20 to 4, that's 19 hours of fasting with a 5-hour eating window. So that's what uh, they're talking about there which is a pretty good, you know, definitely on a 20 to 4 schedule, most people will lose weight and feel better. Um, However, you know, what you eat during that window does make a difference. You're on an autoimmune diet, which can be a pretty strict diet. Um, Typically, I like to tell people if they're doing the intermittent fasting that, you know, during that window that you eat, you can actually eat a little looser than you would on a real strict say like keto diet or an autoimmune diet so you may kind of play around with that a little bit and actually I find that if you do intermittent fasting which will throw you into ketosis temporarily that you can kind of eat a few carbs during the eating window as a matter of fact I like you to kind of mix it up it may be that you're not you're eating the same thing and you don't mix it up a little bit one, one I, The whole idea about intermittent fasting is to kind of trick your body into not adapting and entering homeostasis where everything's the same. When you do that, your metabolism automatically slows down. So play around with the types of foods you're eating during that window. Um, the other thing is if you're not having success with that, you may try uh, up or down days. By that, I mean... Um, on the days of the week, say you get a 2-5 schedule or a 3-4, that means 
two five would mean two days a week you're fasting, five days a week you're not fasting at all. So in other words, you'd go the whole twenty four hours without eating anything, just black coffee, black tea, unsweetened or water, and nothing else. And then the the other days when you're not fasting, you can kind of eat what you want. And as a matter of fact, you can kind of overfeed on the days after your fasting days. So that may work out better for you than the actual 12-4, 19-to-5 schedule. So you could try that. Um, you know, you're fatigued as well, so there's a lot of other reasons for being tired. Um, you say your thyroid tests are normal. They may be normal, but they may not be optimal. Uh, we need to look at your adrenals. We need to look at your insulin resistance, vitamin levels, sleep patterns. I mean, there's hormone levels. I don't know how old you are, but you need to look at your at your hormone levels as well and to see where you are in that. I need to see where your fat is accumulating. If it's on your thighs, if it's on your abdomen, and so there's a lot of different factors to, to look at. I need to look at your inflammatory markers to see if you're, you're too inflamed. I mean, I see some people, especially women, that work out too much, and it actually backfires on them. They're constantly tired or hurting or inflamed, and I tell them to back off on their workout. So, um, you know, it, it seems to me that you need to kind of get some – more lab work done probably and experiment with the different uh, variations of the intermittent fasting diet but uh, there's no doubt in my mind that there's an answer here for you so if you're having a problem don't hesitate to come in and and get some lab work and and talk to one of us at performance medicine and we'll we'll try to help you because there's an absolute answer somewhere um, but anyway so i hope that answered your question Question number two, can testosterone cause weight gain in women? Um, it could. Um, testosterone, which is like I talked about the last few weeks, is an absolute female hormone. I had a lady just today that told me her gynecologist does not want females on testosterone. And yet her libido's in the tank. She feels terrible, can't build muscle. She's tired all the time. Absolutely, females need testosterone, just as bad as men do, just a lot lower dose. As a matter of fact, it's the most bioactive hormone in a female's body. So if you don't look at that, you're really shortchanging yourself. Um, sometimes in women, I'll choose just to use DHEA to pop the testosterone level up. But usually I use a bioidentical testosterone. Um, testosterone builds muscle, which per... Her volume weighs more than fat. I mean, a, a pound of muscle is about that big. A pound of fat's about this big. So volume-wise, so don't pay attention to the scale so much as you do what's happening to your waistline and your body fat percentage. So, you know, usually I see it giving you more energy, giving you more muscle, which burns fat. Um, I suppose technically it could, but it's muscle weight. And what you're trying to do is decrease your body fat stores, especially around your waist and hips. It's another great reason for intermittent fasting. But, um, you know, done right, testosterone makes women feel great. So 
something's a little bit off there. So you got to look at the other causes of weight gain too. There's a lot of complexities to it. So come in and we'll check all your hormone levels. Sometimes I'll check if you're converting some of your testosterone to more estrogen or into dihydrotestosterone. So sometimes you, know, you got to look into it a little bit further. Um, so complex. Number three, how do you know if your thyroid is normal versus optimal? Where do you want your thyroid numbers to be? That's a great question. It relates back to the first question I answered. Um, there's a huge difference between normal and optimal. Um, normal is such a huge range that it really doesn't mean a lot because you're, you're measuring on that bell curve from the average population, which in the first place is a sick population. It's not even a, a healthy curve. So um, I tend to like to get on the high normal side uh, which would be the optimal level. And you need to see whether you, your free T3 is is looking good. That's the active form of hormone, and that's the one I, I look at the most. So um, you want it optimal. You know, I like to drive the TSH, really suppress it below 1, and I like to get the free T3 up in the high normal range, which is different depending on which lab you get. So I'm not going to give you a number here, but... Um, come in and get that checked. And there's a lot of other things that influence thyroid, like insulin levels, cortisol levels, um, and your gut as well. So, yeah, a lot of difference between normal and optimal. Shoot for optimal. Um, question four, how often should you get your insulin levels checked? Well, you know, it just depends on, at baseline, if you're having a problem with your weight or you're a diabetic, of course I want to get a baseline fasting insulin and maybe even a non-fasting insulin. A lot of times that will tell me more than a fasting insulin. Say, And I'm not talking about sugar levels here. I'm talking about insulin levels and not hemoglobin A1C, but an actual insulin level. That tells me whether or not you're insulin resistant. And so... I'll always get a baseline insulin level to see where you are. That'll tell me if you're struggling with your weight. Remember, insulin's a fat storing hormone. It it tells me whether it tells me whether you're going to be a fat burner or fat store. And you want to be a fat burner. So you want to get your insulin levels low and then you deplete your glycogen stores from your liver and boom, you're burning your own body's fat. That's the whole thing about intermittent fasting. So, you know, really just depends on how you're doing, what your sugars are doing, how your weight's doing. You know, I like to get a baseline, and sometimes I'll recheck it in a couple months to see where you're at. And, again, I like to check a fasting, and I like to check it an hour or two after you've eaten a meal. And that tells me a lot about your insulin sensitivity and um, can be a great test to help me aid in getting you leaner because I use a lot of insulin sensitizers to get your insulin level down. And then we can talk about turning your body into a fat burner. Insulin is the key hormone with this. Um, all right, last question. Is IgG food sensitivity testing a one-time test or does that change? Um, that's a great question because it can change. 
you know, I've checked mine out uh, different times, you know, a couple years apart. And sometimes they change because of that microbiome in your gut changes a little bit. So you could have some food sensitivities. Um, um, and that's what an IgG level is. It's a delayed food sensitivity. In other words, you eat a food and two days later you feel brain fog, fatigue. You can't figure out why you can't lose weight. A lot of times it's food allergies. And it's not the kind of IgE reaction that causes you to eat a peanut or a shellfish and you immediately go into anaphylaxis. This is delayed. So it's kind of hard to tell unless you get the blood test for this to see if it's causing a problem. And what I do when I, I get a baseline on somebody that suspects they may have a problem and, you know, put them on a strict avoidance diet of those foods. And then while I'm balancing their gut with prebiotics, probiotics, cutting out glutens, dairy, etc., and then I can refeed their gut microbiome and get their gut not leaky and then we can reintroduce some of those foods but yeah i mean it could change depending on which lab you use sometimes there's a little variance in that i've tested many of them um, i usually use a dunwoody or alcat uh, but there's others out there that work um, so yeah it could change over years and what we try to do is is look at the foods you can tolerate. Um, and remember, that's just a guide. I go more by how you're feeling clinically than an absolute lab test on anything we do. Uh, but lab testing certainly is very helpful. So, yeah, it can change. So look at your, um, your weight. Look at your energy levels. Look at the kind of foods you're eating. Stay away from inflammatory foods. In general, those are sugar, glutens, dairy, corn, soy, a lot of times even nightshade vegetables like tomatoes, white potatoes, um, peppers, eggplant. Those are nightshades. And a lot of people are very inflammatory. So if you just don't feel right, you need, the first thing you need to look at is what you're eating because your health really kind of starts with what you put in your mouth. But anyway, I hope that helped you. Um, these are great questions. Keep them coming every week at Tuesday. You can just email them or just call in and ask them. We'll try to do our best to give you a good answer. And if you need uh, consult or testing, just feel free to come in the office. I hope you're having a great week. It's a beautiful day out there. Um, we'll see you next Tuesday. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, we will see you guys next time.